Welcome to the Fish House Nation podcast presented by Catch Cover, your home for ice fishing news, tips, stories, and strategies. And now, your host, Chris Larson. Welcome to the Fish House Nation podcast. If you're watching this on YouTube, do not adjust your screens. We are wearing matching shirts. But uh, today we are talking some rattle reels, and uh, it's midsummer, but uh, we can't help but think about ice fishing all the time. And today we're going to be talking rattle reels. And if you own a fish house, a rattle reel is something that no doubt that uh, you love and you're familiar with. But uh, if you're new to the game or you just want to learn more about rattle reels, hopefully this will be the show for you. Al, what's happening in your, your world these days? Not a whole lot, buddy. Just trying to make it through the summer to get get back out on the ice. Yeah, unfortunately, we've been we've been fishing with boats and big long rods, but uh, we're looking forward to getting out there on the old quad or in the truck or whatever and driving around in the hard ice and or hard water. And uh, today we're we'll gonna be talking rattle reels and rattle reels. I want to show you this is the uh, this is the catch cover rattle reel and this is obviously our favorite uh, maybe we're a little biased but uh, this is our favorite and basically what a rattle reel is if, if you're new to it is you mount it on the wall the catch cover one can also be mounted on the ceiling uh, it can be mounted under tabletops it can actually even be mounted on the catch cover safety cover so there's a lot of different mounting options for it to get it where you want to put it um, but you can get this set up you drop your line down with with your your bait, and basically you can leave it. It's it's your dead stick. It's your way to get a line down without handling a rod. And the reason why they they rattle when you've got a fish on is if you're sleeping, you can still be fishing, and that's kind of the big thing. And that's obviously if you got a fish house, that's probably why you bought it. So you're always fishing. Exactly. So. It allows you, in a lot of states, you know, you can use two lines or maybe even three lines per angler. And if you're jigging with one rod, you can set that dead stick out with the rattle reel. And if you get a fish on and it starts pulling that line, it's going to start rattling. If you're taking a nap or you're sleeping at night, you could be fishing 24 hours a day. That's good to have. Um, even if you're just cooking dinner, Chris. Even if you're just cooking <laughs> dinner. And hey, you know, the other thing is there's times where we're out here in the fish house, we're doing some fishing, and it's time to, to get out a deck of cards and play cards or something, and, and just, you know, you can't be sitting there jigging all day long, can you? Well, you could, but, you know, you want to enjoy some of the other time out in the shack, so yeah, it's a great option just to take a break if you want to maybe even just, you know, if you got the kids with and you're just going to do watch a movie or play some games with the kids it's a great option to keep your line in the water so that way you're always fishing you're always fishing that's you know a lot of guys buy the fish house to be able to essentially go ice camping and if you're ice camping and you want to spend time playing cards or playing a game or watching a movie but you'd like to have some lines down that's the nice thing about the rattle reel and for those of you who uh, like to take those trips up to Mille Lacs, I think a lot of people know kind of the story up there. And if you just set uh, dead sticks down, a lot of times they're not real productive. But when you're jigging, a lot of times they don't hit that jig rod. But uh, if you use them both, uh, what we find at least is that uh, the jigging rod brings them in, but they often hit the dead stick. So it gives you that, that second line, that second um opportunity a little bit different look than what you would have on your jigging rod exactly yeah so um the thing with the rattle reel and, and 
this one here, what we like about it is that um, it's very adjustable. It's got the rattlesnake real arm on it. So this is uh, something that we have on a lot of our accessories, but it allows you to get that this uh, rattlesnake reel over the hole no matter how you mount it. If you mount it off the ceiling, if you mount it on the wall, um, you can move it and get it set up exactly how you want it. Now as far as the setup itself and the reel itself, um, a lot of guys are using Flyline because they'll use Flyline yep. on their tip-ups. Um, this one here is actually set up with the old school Dacron on it. Um, but you're going to run that Dacron and then this one's got a swivel on it. You can put your, your leader on there um, and depending on what you're using. Now we've used rattle reels uh, on panfish lakes and um, a lot of times we'll set them down for perch overnight and nice perch and with something like that I would use a mono leader and then put my jig on there but if you're gonna go out and you're gonna set these up for pike or lake trout or or walleye um, what would you use? Um, I use usually use fluorocarbon for just about everything just for the visibility purposes um, a little bit stronger usually about like a Depend, obviously, depending on the species, you start looking at your um, your walleyes, you're probably looking four to eight pound test. Um, pike and lake trout, you can obviously go up from there based on the caliber of fish that you're fishing. You know, if you're fishing one of those northern lakes with the giants in it, you just got to be prepared for that and just know what you're targeting and the possibilities of what you could possibly catch so you're not uh, snapping off and losing hooks and leaving hooks in fish's mouth. Yeah, so that fly line uh, is actually really nice. This Dacron tends to dig into your hands sometimes when you're when you're pulling it up. And then the other thing is is it, it, it tends to knot up, I think, when you're pulling it up. Yeah, the, the fly line definitely stays a lot um, more tangle-free. Mm-hmm. It's tangle free. On my tip-ups, I've found that the fly line has a lot more memory to it. This Dacron, when you drop it down on your tip-ups, it's going to lay more straight. Um, at least on my tip-ups, it feels like the fly line keeps that curl in it quite a bit when I drop it down. So I actually like the Dacron on the tip-ups. But on the rattlesnake reel, you've got this big wide reel, and the memory isn't quite as bad. But uh, what, what the fish are going to be seeing and what... What I tend to do on these and on my tip-ups is I'll run 8, 9, 10 feet of that fluorocarbon yep. so just so that fly line is, is it's not in the in the sight range of the fish. Um, what When you're running these out for walleye, let's say you're up at Mille Lacs fishing walleyes, what are kind of some of your favorite dead stick lures? What are you going to be uh, using? What's that setup look like at the end? Um, mainly when I'm fishing tip-ups or, or rattle reels, I almost always have a spoon on just tipped with a minnow. Um, again, depending on the species or what you're targeting, walleyes, I, I tend to gravitate towards like your forage minnow with a treble hook on the bottom, back hook, either shiner or fathead, again, depending on the body of water you're on. Um, that's my, my favorite way. Otherwise, a very underutilized tactic is a plain hook. Um, a lot of people overlook that one because it's so basic, but that's another great option. Um, I, I try to use a lot of glows, a lot of bright colors, because you're generally using your, your rattle reels at nighttime. Um, during the daytime, they will still tend to bite on those glow colors anyway, so, um, I almost always have glow or bright tied on there. All right. And another thing with the with the rattle reel, uh, 
there's a lot of different setups, a lot of different rattle reels out there. Uh, this one is set up basically one turn is one foot down. So when you're setting your lines, you can drop that one turn and, and you know how deep you're running. But uh, the other thing, typically what I'll do is just drop the deucer in the, in the hole and, yep. and get that depth that I want. How far off the bottom do you typically drop your drop your bait stone? Well, again, it's a little bit different for every species. Like if I'm targeting pike, um, I like to be higher up in the water column. Like, you know, anywhere from halfway to the bottom of the top third mm -hmm. um, is where I like to fish for pike. Uh, walleyes, depending on if depending on how many reels you got too, because you like to try and separate them until you find that kind of sweet spot where where they're really firing up um, anywhere from a foot to five feet off the bottom. And then again, I mean, it just depends on how many people I got with me, how many rattle reels. You know, if it's just you and me for the weekend and we're fishing with Malax, we can have two lines out. I'll, we'll each put one out, you know, I'll put one at one, I'll put one at three, you put one at four, you put one at six, and we start getting bites on the one that's at four feet, then we start adjusting the other ones accordingly. Um, and it's really the easiest way to do it because then you're covering as many different parts of the water column as possible and you're seeing where those fish are tending to travel and that's and that's you know assuming you're not using a lot of you, that's assuming you're using mainly just the rattle reels you're not using your electronics usually by the time you get the rattle reels out it's because you're either making dinner or you're getting ready for bed so you kind of have an idea where those fish have been where you've been catching those fish while you're sitting there jigging, you know, watching your electronics, whether it's a, the, the underwater camera or your, your flasher. Um, so you kind of have that, that strike zone figured out where you want your bait to start. And a lot of it is similar strategy what you'd have as far as tip-ups go. Um, and I think a lot of people, especially if you haven't fished with underwater cameras, um, don't realize you talked about the northern pike being at the at the top end of that water column. It's amazing how many times you drop your camera down, and uh, you'll see those pike just cruising, basically, you know, almost three four feet under the ice, and that's about it. Yep. And that's kind of where where they live and do their business. And uh, you'll find them in a lot of your favorite panfish holes because they're I think they're looking for fish that haven't been you know that have been mishandled or hooked too deeply and drop, get dropped down into the water and, and perish and they kind of clean clean up that mess. Yeah. So um, that that would be the place to go with them. But when you're talking about walleyes, I think a lot of it also really depends on water clarity. And I think if you've got clearer water, I think higher is better just because they can see it from further away and. And they'll think nothing of coming up to get what they want when they want it. So uh, a lot of it really is going to depend on clarity. And, and so many of the lakes that we fish these days have uh, had zebra mussels on them and are, are pretty clear. The other thing I want to bring up is you talked about two lines on Mille Lacs. Check your, yeah. check your regulations because, no, it's it, it was two the last time I've been there, but... Who knows? On the lax, they change your regulations all the time. So if you're listening to this in the future, check your regulations before, yeah. before you go out there because it may be, may be different at the time that, that you head out onto the lake. Um, the other thing that some guys like to have a bobber on there because then their, their depth is set and it doesn't move. Um, the minnows tend to kind of do the same thing as far as their action. This particular one right now is set up with 
a little round bobber on it and it's pretty simple if you look down in the hole and that bobber is uh, is underwater there's a good chance you got a fish and that's basically just to hold the minnow in place at the depth that they want it um, but the stick bobbers are becoming super popular and there's a lot of cool ones on it. we did a podcast last year um, with with one of those fish house bobbers and the stick actually comes up over the top of the hole so you can really see that and the minnow tends to kind of it does this and then when you get a fish it makes a completely different action so um, a bobber is another good idea just to make sure you've got that depth set where you want it and the minnow can't take off in too many too many places you like to have let's talk about minnows uh how do you like your minnow on your dead stick some i want to i want to go back to the bobber real quick just yeah. a real quick point um another nice thing of the bobber is it's a, a lot quicker to reset your bait after you catch a fish sure so that's one of, that's really the main reason i put the bobbers on mine um i use the real small tip of bobbers and all i do is that for i i it's not really for concern of the minnow for me, I just like to be able to, after I catch a fish, I drop it back down with a bobber and I'm done. I don't have to grab my flasher from the other corner of the shack and reset it. You know that, in, or if you get like a, a short strike and he bites it and he pulls off line and then spits it, yeah. you know right how to pull it back up and you're ready to go. Just a little quicker setup there. Um, but back to the minnows, um, it, it it really depends just like on everything else you know um it depends on how the bite is how the fish are reacting how aggressive they are um if you're in a in a key bite period or bite window and they're seeming to be really aggressive then you want that more lively minnow that's out there making you know as much flash and movement in the water so that those fish can really pick it up from the longer distances and then as they get close they can zoom in on it um but if you're you're starting into a, like a slower period of the day, midday, where they're going to be a little bit more finicky, then I tend to downsize my minnow, go a little bit smaller. Um, at that point, it doesn't seem to matter quite as much if your minnow's not quite as lively, um, just because you know when they when they're not real active, they're lethargic and they want that easy meal as opposed to that that real uh, aggressive look where you're really more or less drawing out the fish that are actively feeding yeah i think uh, we were talking about the pike thing too you know it seems to me that they don't seem to care as much mm -hmm. whether it's dead or alive how about hot dogs you ever you ever put a I hot have, dog on one i have not personally done the hot dog trick i know i got a couple buddies that i've seen it done yeah and they've had success but i have not tried it I've never tried it either, but uh, one of these days I, I just got to take a shot and give it a try because I think it'd be a lot of fun to see he caught this big pike on a hot dog and 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 they uh, you know they're they're the scavengers of the ice fishing world so um, kind of a fun fun shot there with them um, dead stick tip up same deal um, when you have that thing running the, the spools going. Do you let them eat? Do you pull it right away? How much pull are we are we pulling when we're setting the hook? Um, again, it, it it it's for me a little more species specific. If if I'm targeting walleyes particularly, I tend to let them eat it a lot longer because um, usually they'll grab that minnow and take it off and then stop, spin it around, suck it down, and, and that's when you can get the real good hook sets. If you if you pull them too early, you tend to rip the minnow in half and have a lot of short strikes 
Um, and you can run into that with pike and, and some of the other species, but it's not as prevalent that I have found. Um, with the pike, I mean, you're just looking to, to pull pressure. What I do when I get when I get a fish on the rattle reel is I basically I let them run. I pull out, a, give them a little bit of slack before I start feeling for that bite. And then you just give it a quick little jerk. I mean, we're talking, you know, six inch hand movement. I mean, it does. You don't have to do a huge hook set. You just need to get it firm enough where you're getting it into there, you know. But and you also got to consider the line that you're using. If you're using like a mono that has a lot of stretch, you might need to set it a little bit harder. But that quick jerk just to penetrate that skin, um, a nice solid hook set in works, you know, works wonders. It's just one of those things that, just like anything else, you, you're going to kind of do it a few times and expect to miss a few fish. But once you get her dialed in and figured out, um, it's, it's a lot of fun. Yeah, the other thing, we've been talking pike, we've been talking walleye, and obviously, you know, you can certainly pick up things like bass and stuff on this as well, and a lot of the same baits, same lures. Um, but, you know, a few years ago I was out, and we were we were just on top of this perch hot spot, and we had the lines down for perch, and, and certainly uh, a rattle reel can be of service there too. Again, just a little bit lighter tackle, everything on it a little bit lighter, but... Uh, don't be afraid to use them if you're in your favorite panfish spot just to get yourself another line in the water. And yeah, that, that line may not be as hot as the jigging line that you're running, but uh, gets you another line down, helps you catch a few more fish. Anything else on rattle reels that uh, we didn't talk about, Al, that you wanted to bring up? Yeah, some of those biggest bluegills, I mean, come in the middle of the night when guys are sleeping on rattle reels. I mean, they're, they're definitely an overlooked tactic, and uh, just get out there get fishing so get yourself some catch cover rattle reels it's the rattlesnake reel you can find it at catchcover.com you can find it in a lot of your favorite retailers get some of those if you've just picked up a fish house or if you've been fishing the same fish house for a long time and you're looking to get into the rattle reels check these things out we love them and uh, they work great and get you more lines in the water keeps you fishing all the time when you're out on the lake uh, thanks so much for listening thanks so much so much for watching and we will talk to you next time. Have a good one, guys. Thanks for listening to the Fish House Nation podcast presented by Catch Cover. For more ice fishing content, visit our blog at catchcover.com.